Is this thing on? I am Queen's Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa, and you are listening to the All Things Pelvic Podcast, where you get to follow my life as a pelvic floor physical therapist. That may sound a little boring, but real quick, let me break it down. I bring up topics that most people find difficult to talk about, but maybe it's time we get comfortable with discussing the uncomfortable. I always strive for real talk, good vibes, and mostly all things pelvic. Join me and my guests as we discuss healthcare, culture, and real life topics. Are you ready? Because it's time to take a page out of my playbook. Hi everyone. Because I'm human, there were some technical difficulties when recording the beginning of this episode, but I'm happy to say I was able to save the rest of it. My guest for this episode is Stephanie Pinsley. Before I share her bio with you, I just wanted to say that without her, I probably wouldn't have started my own business when I did, and I will forever be grateful for that. And I probably won't stop saying it either. Here's her bio, and then we'll get right into the episode. Stephanie is a Cornell grad and Google dropout turned marketing and branding coach for small business owners. With her one-to-one coaching and digital course, Roadmap to Rise, she helps new or aspiring online service providers, content creators, experts, coaches, and consultants build their personal brands so that they can elevate their impact, influence, and income. I mean, that's pretty freaking impressive. Enjoy the show. Anyways, I... I quit my job at Google in February of 2021 after having just a lot of burnout, anxiety, depression. Um, And since then, I've really just been building my own personal brand, my own business, working with amazing clients like Alyssa, Dr. Alyssa. And um, that's, I guess that's the me in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, I mean so funny you just called me doctor I know we've had a whole conversation about that about like yes. sometimes I get a little I get flustered when people call me doctor but you I also are. yes and I also very much so appreciate it but you just mentioned like getting depressed and burnout now just a little background on kind of like big corporations and PT um there's a huge there's like a lot of issues going on with that and burnout right now. Um, I have definitely have so many friends that are in bigger PT corporations that they're like, this is insane. We're seeing like 20 plus patients a day in an eight hour day, which is nuts. You can't even do the amount of math on that with like how quickly you're seeing a patient. Um, There's that. And then a lot of them are getting depressed. I've even seen lately, like on Facebook groups and stuff that like, there's so many people telling new grads not to get into the profession. And like that kills me and it makes me really sad. But I know like for you with working at Google, like you felt the same way. (laughs) You felt the same way. Well, along the lines of the PT burnout, I've heard that as well. I I know, you know, one of uh, the, another client in our cohort, um, was also a PT and he echoed that. And I've even heard that from other friends who are PT. So it's definitely an issue within your industry and it's terrible. But for me personally, I, yeah, I experienced really severe burnout. I had to take a leave of absence in August of 2020. 
I have to like reverse it back. It's crazy how time has flown. Yeah. Um, obviously we all, you know, moved back home and started working at home in March of 2020. So I flew from San Francisco, packed up my apartment basically, and mm-hmm. moved in with my parents in my childhood bedroom. I was working in my bedroom. I was working out in my bedroom, sleeping there. Like, honestly, my life was in there. My work life was so blended. It was just like inextricably linked with my personal life. Um, and so that was an issue. But the real root of my burnout was just a, a deep, deep unhappiness that I felt with my job. I felt yeah. like I really didn't have much of a purpose. I wasn't making any sort of meaningful impact. I just felt like I was contributing to a big corporation, but nothing nothing meaningful was coming of it. The work just didn't fulfill me. And so for a while, I tried to push through it and it really affected my health. And I think as someone with ADHD, if the work that we're doing isn't interesting to us, our brain like shuts off. So I was fighting my brain, like shutting off all the time. And it it completely wore me down. I mean, I was having headaches all the time. I was waking up before my alarm with anxiety, my like stomach aches. I was just irritable. I mean, it was awful. I ended up getting like blood work, um, a little bit after I took my leave of absence and it showed in my blood work. Like I was, had inflammation, my cholesterol was higher, like things were not good. So yeah, it really, really affected my health. So ultimately I had to take that leave of absence, um, in August. Yeah. I mean, everything that you're saying, it, it literally reminds me of when I was leaving my full-time job. It's like, it's really sick. Yeah. You were part of that. You, were, you know, you were part of like somebody that I would talk to about, it, especially with having the experience of leaving, you know, that it, I mean, it's always really influential when you can see somebody do it, you know, and more so say like, I will be okay if I do this, you know, I think that there's always that, but at the same time, it's really eye-opening when you do look at something like your blood work and when you look at something like like all the inflammation that's happening to your body. But even, I even say to my patients like all the time or even friends too, like if there's something that's bothering you every single day, it's time to change it. It's time to change it. And yeah. And as much as like American work culture, I feel like we make fun of it all the time of like, oh, yep. Just going to my nine to five. But like, the reason we make fun of it is because we kind of hate it at the same yeah. time. You know, there's, yeah, there's a big part of that. Whereas like I have family in other countries and they are always like, why do you guys put such a big tab on work? And I'm like, it's because that's what we do. Our productivity <laughs> is equal to our worth and yeah. the society. And that's been something I've been trying to rewire in my brain. And it's been the most difficult thing for me. And I've done a lot of mindset work, but trying to reprogram my mind so that when I'm not being productive, I'm not feeling guilty. I'm not feeling worthless. Like there were times when often, and it still happens where if I'm not actively working, if I feel like, I'm, you know, taking too long of a break, I get this sense of guilt of overwhelm, like the, all these Mm -hmm. negative emotions, because we have been completely programmed to believe that our productivity is related to or like directly correlated to our worth you know like how much we are actually able to produce and that's just not true you know and it's it's really yeah. detrimental yeah 1000 percent. and I mean I think that's like in everything that we do there's even sometimes where I need to do that with like life stuff I'm like 
you need to calm down and like do this tomorrow. <laughs> Even if it has like nothing to do with work. I think it's like, I think, I mean, we're both small business owners now, right? And it kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> so it. It, I think even with that, now with the transition, right, into having your own small business, like I remember you telling us that you kind of had to like take a step back from a lot of things to just like more so pay attention to what you were doing, um, even if that meant like not seeing friends or like maybe not engaging in like some dates that you want to go on or like it I always say I think like family and friends could always understand you know us like putting things on the back burner especially to reach a goal but like even with that I do you feel like your transition into small business world that do you still have some of that same corporate mindset especially since it's now for you like the business part of it right yeah well, I think there you you kind of touched on two important points there. The first was like the trade-off between when you are building a business is what are you what are you willing to give up? Um, and this is something that we worked on in building your entrepreneurial dashboard. Yeah. Like, um, what are like what are you going to give up? Because there's always that process. There's always going to be trade-offs. So you may as well be mindful about them. So for me, it was like romantic relationships, friendships. I'm putting on the back burner. Um, but the other part of what you were saying, which is also really important is, yeah, the corporate mentality definitely carries over. I've, I yeah. work on this every day, not every week, not on the weekends, but every weekday, this is like a conscious part of my world because I'm always journaling. I'm trying to kind of figure out where my mind's at. And the biggest thing that I get that I've been struggling with that's left over from corporate is my relationship with time. I always felt that I didn't have enough time, that I'm racing against the clock, that I have this, I have to get this done at this time. And I always felt this anxiety as it related to time. And I couldn't just feel, you know, that I was flowing and I was exactly where I need to be. So now I do these affirmations that are like, I'm right. Like I'll be meditating and in my mind, I'll say over and over, like, I'm right on time. I'm exactly where I need to be. And I'm trying to really embody that because that causes so much anxiety for me personally. I don't know if you've had that experience. I would love to know what your relationship is with time. Cause it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm literally reeling in my head right now. I'm like, remember to say this because this is like, this is yeah. Very similar to how I've been feeling, but I'll talk to you about like what I do with that afterwards. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, it's really just trying to get a healthier relationship with time, with productivity, um, and also detaching my worth from my results. Because mm-hmm. I think not even just in corporate, my whole life, my worth was directly related to my achievements and my results. I always sort of led with, oh, I went to Cornell or I work at Google. Like that was who I was. It wasn't like, hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm just like, these are my interests. This is where I'm from. It was just so about like what I've achieved or where I'm at. And so now I'm trying to not be so caught up in just the results and what I'm able to produce and how much money I'm making and more so like measuring my well-being because yeah. we all know that when you're when your number one goal is to just maximize sales or your results it's going to take a toll on your mental health your physical health your general well-being um and so that's another thing that I'm really trying to kind of be more at peace with myself by just being like 
we are human beings. We are just meant to be and exist. That's inherently, we have inherent value just in being, but we're not like human doings. Like we don't have to be doing something all the time in order to be valuable. I love that. Yeah. Kind of, a, I don't even know why I said that, but it's, it's something that I'm really trying to work on because I just want to learn to be at peace with myself, regardless of where I'm at in society, if I'm doing something that's socially acceptable, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes to literally everything you just said. <laughs> yes. But I want to hear, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. We're, oh, like what, how I deal with time and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I got you. Don't worry. I just, I feel that I've been trying really hard to do that, but now I was like this even beforehand as well. So similar to you, right? I was, it was really hard for me to just kind of stay in one place and kind of accept that. Now, like I'm definitely a planner in general. And I think like in order to have your own business, like you do need to be a planner and like, you do have to be organized. Right. And I, one thing that kind of hit me, two things, two things that have happened kind of recently where I was like, I need to kind of change something. I have to change something. And it wasn't even anything detrimental that happened. It was nothing detrimental, but it was like, I need to change something where I have to be a little bit more present, I would say. So the first thing that happened was that, you know, like I now have a biller, right? Like I have somebody who works under me to like help me with patients and everything. Yeah. And again, you know, kind of helped me stay organized and stuff. And she emailed me and she was like, Hey, you know, can I call you really quick? And I was like, Oh my gosh, of course, but I have a patient and I have this. And she was like, yeah, no worries. Like, what time do you need me to call you? <laughs> she was like, you're good. You know, I understand that like you're running a business and I kind of, I backtracked a little bit. And even though it was nothing bad that happened, I backtracked and I was like, why did I just like freak out? You know, why did I just freak out? So I realized about myself that I want, I still have this battle of kind of like wanting everything done right away which is funny because I'm a PT and it's like the most conservative treatment you can have in the world. Like it's literally yeah. the most conservative treatment. So it's like, how, why do I have that mindset? And it made me realize because like, this is mine. And like, I want things to be done right away. Um, but then it was funny on the phone with her. She was like, you don't think past seven, like you might get an email response from me saying like, thank you. I received your email. And like, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and it made me realize that it's like, just like how everybody else is not doing everything all the time. You need to do that too. And then the second thing that happened, um, and this again was like no bad blood from my friend whatsoever, but she texted my birthday was last week. Um, it was oh, a fun week. Thank you. It was a fun week. It was a fun weekend. And one of my friends texted me and she was like, Hey, I wanted to catch you now because I just want to get a date in the book because I feel like you're always doing something. And like, it wasn't like, yeah. And it wasn't like bad blood at all, but it was also just like, oh God, is that what I'm known as? You know, like, is that, you know what I mean? Like, is that yes. what I'm kind of like known for, right? I'm just like, let me catch you now or else like there's, you know, there's going to be a bunch of other things that you're doing too. So I kind of reminded myself last week, like there's a reason why I am going into this and like why I do want to work for myself. And it, 
that's why it's to hang out with friends and to see my family more and to like have more time for myself. So it's my relationship with time is still kind of a battle, I would say, um, especially for right now. But I also like, I just started my business too. Um, so I'm even hitting a point right now where it's like some of the legwork is gone. You know, all those days of like kind of rushing to maybe like get certain things in my office or, you know, get my biller set up and get like all these things set up. I'm like, oh, well, that's done. So like, yes, there's a bunch of other little things to do, but now it's becoming routine, which it's since I've been in bigger corporations for a while, it's kind of hard for me to realize now, like, oh, I do have time. I have time to like do stuff (laughs) and like go do all these things. And it's, yeah, it's something that I'm kind of struggling with a little bit right now. It's funny funny as entrepreneurs, we like a lot of us will like quit the nine to five because we want more free time. We want more independence, Mm -hmm. that flexibility, but ultimately sometimes not always it ends up being more time consuming because obviously you have more responsibilities on your plate. So yeah, it's definitely a struggle. I'm, I'm definitely, it's so interesting to hear your perspective. I know it's something that we all kind of have different relationships um, with it, with time. So something I'm working on, I'm definitely feel like you are too, but we're all just works in progress. Yeah. Just like anything else. Right. So I think I, and I don't know if you have like some mentors that you talk to about like certain things for like small businesses, or even just like somebody that maybe you took a class with or something, you know, just to like pick their brain about stuff. But like, that's what two of my really good friends, like they started their own PT practices and they're just like, I call them like when I'm like freaking out about something or, and they're like, yeah, like that's, you know, this is part of it. Like this is, you know, part of what might happen, you know, within our business, but they were like, also, this is the beauty of it too. Like just because I run my stuff this way doesn't mean that you need to run it that way too. So that's like, that's also another thing too, is like, since I do have some mentors that I follow, I'm kind of like, oh, but I don't necessarily have to do it that way, you know, and I don't have to book my patients in that way. And I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. So that's also been a weird liberating thing, but like also a struggle. And I'm sure you kind of felt that way too, where you're like, I mean, even times with us, I'm sure there were times where you were probably like, am I doing this right? <laughs> like, am oh, I- All the time, all the time. Yeah. And I think that that's yeah. like, it's such a, yeah, it's such a weird thing about going into a small business kind of framework, but you know, what's wild. Well, two things. Today is International Women's Day. So by the time I release this, it will not be International Women's Day. However, cool that like, that's a thing. I actually didn't know that like that was a thing, but it's like, I think about, I actually thought about it today. I was like, oh, I'm recording this with Steph and we like have our own things and we yeah, have, yeah. <laughs> and it's such like a cool, yeah, it's a cool vibe. But then also just in general, like the workforce is changing a lot now and like you and I were part of that, like the great resignation and all the things that kind of need to change within work life. And, you know, I know we brought up the nine to five situation, but it's funny because I feel like now it's not becoming more of a joke, but people are genuinely trying to change things about it. Like, I know there's more talk about like a four day work week, which I think is awesome. Um, But then it's also like, what are the pros and cons of that? too you know like there's always going to be something I feel but um what are your thoughts on that what are your thoughts of like the changes in the workforce right now 
it's so interesting. We're honestly living through history, but I, I, I see it really, um, it's very pronounced on TikTok because people talk about this so openly. And one theme that I've seen is there's just this collective sort of like, quote unquote, waking up and whether or not you want to make that spiritual or not, I think more people are really trying to cry. Like they're noticing like, okay, I'm not fulfilled here. I'm not happy. This job is taking too much from me. COVID showed me what's important. It showed me that I, my family's important. My health's important. And I'm not prioritizing these things. So more and more people are saying, you know what? Like I want to be able to prioritize my mental and physical health. I want to have more free time. I don't want to make my life about work and make my identity so much about work. So that's one thing I've seen. I think there's also just a collective sense that it's almost like we're at this tipping point and I'm not quite sure where it's going to go because with the Mm -hmm. great resignation, there were so many people, ourselves included, that quit and decided to work for themselves. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this pans out in two, five, 10 years. Like our people, I think there's going to be a good group of people that probably go back to the nine to five because they realize that maybe entrepreneurship is not necessarily what they want. Maybe it's just too much, too much responsibility. They miss the routine. They miss the structure. Um, I think that's going to happen potentially, mm-hmm. but I think yeah, it's, I can see that. I think there's going to be just a general shift to this like digital nomad life where people are just working from wherever um, taking their laptop to freaking Bali and like running a business there because you can, right? I mean, you can sell digital products online. You can run courses, you can run programs and there's so much opportunity here. Obviously there's a lot of people who are kind of showing up in a scammy, not nice way, but I think we're going to see a lot more people being digital nomads, trying to create this lifestyle for themselves. Um, but honestly, I just have such a question mark for like, what is this really going to look like? I, like yeah. how are, how are companies going to be forced to change? And I think employees right now have the upper hand because we're saying, sorry, we don't want to come, like, we don't want to come into the office. We want to be able to work remotely before it was just inherent that you go to the office. Now it's like yeah. companies are putting in the headlines on their LinkedIn job posting that it's like fully remote because that's what people want. So I think that that power shift is great that we can start to take back some of that power and change the things that, you know, are important to us. But yeah, I have such, I have no idea what's really going to happen, but those have been like the major things that I've really noticed, especially on TikTok. Yeah. And it's funny. You just said something that I think is like kind of funny. Cause like I've had friends talk about it too, how they were like, how are you going to tell us to work remote? And like, it's all functioning more than fine. If anything better, and now you want us to come back into the office. Like, yeah. kind of like, wait, what? Like, what happened? You know, like, what happened here? But it's one thing they said, which made this very interesting to me because I, I've only worked for like one larger corporation. So I never really got all these like perks and like, you know, like all these like crazy things. But they were like, are you guys going to pay for my commute again? Are you going to, it was like, they listed out like all these things and like, there was no talk about that. And I was like, oh no. So it's like, as much as some of my friends did want that hybrid model, they're also realizing like how much went into that hybrid model too, of like going home, like going into the office and then staying home. But yeah, I think you're right. I think as much as 
And, you know, of, of course I want like you and I to thrive in like a small business setting. And, you know, I think we're also the type to like make it work as well. But like, I think that is the beauty of also having, I guess that work life too. Like, you know, the bigger corporations, like they wouldn't be here unless they were meant for something, you know, unless they were meant for that. But yeah. at the same time, I do think you're right. I think that like some people might kind of fall back into that work life because like maybe it wasn't for them. And, and that's okay. okay. Yeah, I was just, yeah, no shame nothing. in that. I've thought yeah. about it, honestly, because yeah. there are times where I'm just like, it's easier to be an employee. There's yeah. so much more stability and security and just, um, well, not necessarily, but it's just, it's it, every, you can see what's coming ahead with entrepreneurship. Yes. It's a black box. And it's funny since I quit my job, all of like my favorite companies that I wanted to work for when I was applying to because there was a period when I was really unhappy at Google and I was applying to other companies. I really didn't hear back from many. Now, now that I'm quit, I get, I'm getting reached out by these companies for these roles that I'm like, I would love to do that. So it's yeah. like, yeah. and there's actually something that one of my, she's not necessarily a mentor. Um, I did a podcast with her. She's amazing. Nicole Caldwell. Um, she was telling me about fractional work. So you can actually be a fractional employee and work just two days a week, maybe at a company, or just you're like a 20% or 30%, and then you can still have your business on the side. That's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know that I'm going to do anything like that anytime soon, but yeah, if people end up going back to nine to five, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think yeah. we have a little bit we've all demonized like the corporate culture a little bit with the great resignation and some of it is very justified, but like you said, these corporations do have their place and there's nothing wrong with being an employee. Um, and so, you know, if people do end up going back, myself included, who knows, I, I never know what's going to yeah, happen. Of course. Yeah. So be it. It's all right. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's funny. So now that I have my own business, a lot of my friends assumed that I was going to quit my part-time job. They were like, oh, well, like, aren't you? So backtrack a little one? bit for it. Yeah. Yeah. The Broadway one. So now I do work for one of my, it's funny. We started off as, you know, she started off as my boss, but like, she's now one of my great friends. And I just feel like we kind of like helped each other with the pandemic you know like I started out was just working two hours a week for her <laughs> like two hours a week she was and that's yeah. why I've always loved her because she was like this is what I can offer you and like promise you for for the weeks that I give you and like now I work for her for two full days along with doing some of the Broadway shows so it's like it led up to definition of it you're the definition of like frac doing fractional work I love that exactly exactly so I that's a big reason why I took the leap into doing my own thing, because not only do I have her work behind me, so it's like I do have that steady income coming in, but at the same time, she's also a boss who, like, wants to help me. Like, how often do you come along yeah. for that, you know? And so, like, I'm always going to be grateful for her for that as well. And she even said to me, too, like, when I was, like, when I applied for, like, my company name and, like, all this stuff, she was like, you know, you're like in a good spot, right? You know, she was like, you are in a good spot because you can technically have just like a day of patience on your own, let's say. And like, it's still income on your own, but you don't have to like worry so much about like that instability because like you do have a set income coming in. And I was like, 
Yeah. And that's kind of why I just decided to take the leap. Like I do have a few people that I know who just like quit and went like full Turkey into it. And they hit a point where they were just like worried, you know, they just got so worried about it maybe not being what they thought. So like, if I were to give any advice to anyone, it's just start small, make sure you have a good savings going into it before, you know, just like start yeah. as small as you can and then start to build it up. And like, it will build up, you know, in whatever shape or form you want it to build in, but like, it'll build up. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Like I, can easily say like PT has been part of my life for a very long time now, but I went to Africa recently. Um, oh, yeah. I totally need to update you on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely need to. But that being there, um, I contemplated PT for a little. I'm Why? not gonna lie. I contemplated it because I was like, do I wanna do more nonprofit work? Like, do I want a kind of just like being with the kids? Like I kind of, I actually wanted to be a teacher as well before PT school. And I was like, huh, do I maybe want to do that eventually? And it kind of, yeah. And it made me realize too, it's like, and don't get me wrong. I don't plan on leaving PT anytime soon, but it just made me realize that we kind of have more hats on than we think as well. So that's another thing that I think I would say to anybody listening is like, just because you also kind of start something, it doesn't mean that you necessarily need to, it doesn't have to be that like straight end goal that you thought it was going to be too. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that's really, that's how I feel as well. And I remember like one piece of advice that I would give is, yeah, I was going to ask you that anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's why piece. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing I would say is like, don't have expectations because it's not a straight and narrow road. Things are going to change. You're going to have to pivot. You may not, it's not going to turn out to be as glorious as you had expected, especially when you're, I think there's this like honeymoon period when you first quit or when you first start a business um, and you like yeah. are liberated from that nine to five and everything just seems amazing. And there's so much possibility and you see how much freedom you have. And then as time goes on, the reality sets in and, you know, you have to make sales and things will get hard and things come up and, you know, life happens. And so you really have to be malleable and allow yourself to move and shift with it. And I think with our, like the older generation, like my dad's generation, they're, they had one career their whole life. My dad mm -hmm. stayed in one job for 30 years. There really was that <laughs> Yeah, until they basically pushed him out. And he was so unhappy by the end. But there, there was this straight and narrow road that they would take. And it was very clear. It's like, I go to school for this. I do this. And this is where I end up. I retire at 65. Our paths aren't like that anymore. They're a lot windier. People are retiring every three years. They're not waiting to, till they're 65. They're pivoting their businesses as they should when they're not working. Um, and so again, yeah, I think it's about releasing expectations, being flexible and, and just allowing yourself to, you know, fuck up. And I was about to yeah. monitor that, but I was like, no, it's okay. we said we can curse. <laughs> it's me. It's me. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yes. No, but it's true. And it's, and that's something that that's been a hard lesson for me as well, because again, that honeymoon period, I was, I, you know, I built my course. I was really excited about it. And then 
getting clients got difficult. And I was like, okay, sales are slowing down. This is not as magical and exciting as I had hoped for. And so changing my expectations, being able to pivot and not being so hard on myself when things didn't work Mm -hmm. out. Again, back to the attaching your value to your results. I was really trying to learn, like, I am not my sales. I am not my business's success, even though you are like you're, you are how well you are doing internally is really reflected in your business. But that aside, we aren't, aren't worth isn't determined by that. Right. So I think all that is to say, it's just, it's a very windy road. It's the road less traveled by, but ultimately it can really end up being worth it. It's worth a shot. And to your point about saving money, I mean, it's, it's starting small. It's, that's really important, you know, because these things come up so you can take it one step at a time. You can start a side hustle. You can do the fractional work and dip your toe in as opposed to going full in and just being blindsided by all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like you definitely, I mean, you just hit a lot of great points, a lot of great points about just like how everything is kind of changing. And I mean, the word that stuck out to me was malleable. Like you do have to kind of malleable and then honeymoon phase. Those are two, yeah, those are two big things that you just said for sure. Cause I felt like that's how I was too, was like so happy to just like be done. Like, oh, I'm on my own. And it's like, I come back from Africa and I was like, um, Where, where is everyone? What, what happens? And then it's, I had like a freak out moment. I did, I called my friends and I was just like, uh, and she was like, you know, you were just gone for a month, right? You know, and then, then it kind of hit me too. It's just like, yeah, I was. And like, literally that night, it was so funny. Like I had a bunch of patients who messaged me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're back. And like, and then it was fine. But I had a freak out moment of like, oh my God, what do I do? do if this doesn't work out and it's it's so it's funny you said that about that honeymoon period like it feels so good but then you also need to roll with it right you I have I have one more question kind of relating to hardships a bit but then I definitely want to end on like more of a positive note of like some of the reasons why you started you know and like why like what are the good things about kind of now and like what you're happy with but with the hardships part, was there anybody kind of in your life? And you don't have to get like too personal about this by any means, but like, were there, was there anybody who just kind of told you, like, I don't think this is a good idea? Um, that not kind of really. like tough love, you know, type of vibe or. I mean, not, not that uh, definitively, but I, I did mm-hmm. have friends that were like, maybe you shouldn't just quit. Like maybe you should build this up on the side, which I'm now telling people not to do what I did, which was like quit and build it. Um, I can't say that I had a lot of naysayers. I mean, obviously at the beginning, when I first started floating this idea of entrepreneurship and quitting Google to my parents, they're like, are you sure? But no, ultimately everyone came around and supported me a hundred percent. And I'm really lucky. That's not the case for everyone, but Um, I know that does happen to a lot of people and you kind of have to put the blinders on and stay focused on what's important to you, build your sort of mastermind group of people who are in a similar boat. So you can kind of all lean on each other when you're not getting that support from your family and friends, because inevitably, whether it's your parents telling you not to do it or some stranger online, some troll being like, you're going to fail. 
like, you know, it's going to happen. So you kind of have to build that force field around yourself. Um, if you're serious about it and push through and just kind of block them out because it's inevitable, they will, they'll come and they'll kind of plant seeds of doubt, especially when they haven't done it themselves. So it seems so big and scary and impossible to them. Yeah. And I mean, I love that. I honestly had kind of a similar vibe too, where it was more so just friends, family looking out. It was never like a, nope, don't do this. They were, every single one of them was like, you very much so have the, you know, capability to do this. However, maybe just like start to build up slow. You know, it was that type of vibe for me too. So like, I completely get that. And I definitely would say that we're lucky. I think I, ask it more so because of, I feel like there's so many people who are like, nope, so-and-so didn't believe in me. And like, then I did this, which like, I always love to hear that, but I love to hear more when somebody kind of has that support and everything. So yay for that. (laughs) Um, But what has been the best thing for you about starting your own business? Mm, what has been the best thing? I just think I have reclaimed myself. Like in every yeah. sense, I've reclaimed my creativity, my time, my schedule, my, I just feel so much more freedom. Like when I used to work um, for a, a corporation, I felt like I, they owned me in a way. Like yeah. I, I felt like even when I wasn't on the clock, not that I was ever working on the clock, but even when it wasn't like, you know, nine to five, I still felt this feeling of being tethered to this company and that they own me. Now I just feel so free. Like I love, love, love being able to sleep in if I didn't go to sleep early enough, or if I went to sleep too late the night before, because I can do that. I can make that decision. I love being able to take a vacation whenever I want and not have to get it approved and just Mm -hmm. decide that, when I'm scheduling my calendar for um, clients to book with me, I can just say, I'm not doing Mondays. That's, that's yeah. what I want. And that's, yeah. what I, that's what I do. And I love that. That to me is just the general freedom, time, you know, location, creative, all of that. It makes me feel so much more liberated. And like, I can really just stand in my own power as opposed to feeling like, someone owns me but I would love to hear your answer to that as well yeah um definitely the freedom aspect that's like not even a question I it was very similar to you where I definitely got into more of like a depressive mode uh even physically like there would be times where like I felt just like inflamed honestly like I felt weirdly inflamed I would always had like a weird feeling in my chest and it was anxiety. And it was, I even had like true panic attacks, like before I quit my job. And like, I just want to say, you know, especially if anybody knows where I was working before, like it was not my actual job. I just like want to make that known. I think that like, for me, it was just still working that full-time life. And like, I just knew I wanted something different. Um, that was my biggest thing, but yeah, my, I love, 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 love. Like, it's so true what you just said. Like I decided to not work this, this Saturday coming up and it's like, my patients have no problem with it. They're like, cool. See you next week. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. great. So, you know, and that's the nice part about it where I think old me would have like felt bad if I was taking off and it's like, mm, not anymore, not anymore. And it's, it's really, really nice to have like that freedom and that autonomy. So yeah. yeah, I would say that's my favorite thing too, definitely. And 
more so getting to treat how I want to as well. Um, that, that part is great. That part's awesome. Um, because unfortunately in some places, like there is some sort of dictation on that. Um, yeah. And that could be a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> that could be a whole podcast episode, but yeah, I'm so happy to hear that. And it's so nice catching up with you and just seeing that you're doing well and everything, <laughs> but where can everybody find you? And just so everybody knows, you know, I'll put this in the description and everything so that you guys can find Steph, especially if you're looking to start your own business too. Yeah. So you can find me. I'm, I'm primarily on Instagram and TikTok the most. So my handle is steph.pinsley. Um, you can also just email me if you want to chat steph at roadmapdrives.com. I always say if you ever just want to like chat, DM me, like I'm so open to that. You guys can totally DM me. Um, don't do it on TikTok because I won't be able to see it on there, but on Instagram I will. So really that's, that's where they can find me. I have a, basically a self-paced digital course roadmap to rise. Alyssa was a client in the group coaching program, but I basically I was. <laughs> a course. So if you guys are interested in building your own personal brand, sort of mastering the content, marketing, social media, et cetera, that's another place that you can find me virtually, digitally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's really it. Again, though, if you want, you can also email me, Steph at roadmaptorise.com. Yay. Thanks for being on here, Steph. It was a pleasure. Me. Of yep. course. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the All Things Pelvic Pod. Have questions, concerns, comments? Want to share your story? Remember to follow me on Instagram at the underscore pelvic floor playbook. DM me, share my stuff, like it, and let me know what you think. As a reminder, this is not medical advice by any means, so don't be out here doing a bunch of nonsense in these streets. If you need me and want a vibe, you know where to find me. I'm out.